The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Here's what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, or do they? Are they actually at the center of the universe, hanging around the heavenlies. Mm. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I, I just think it could happen before this show is over. Wouldn't that be awesome? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Let's not do that. Let's be doers and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Ten days and counting. That will be the answer. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. No, here, I'm taking it off my key ring and I'm giving it. Here's the key. Uh, We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. If I can talk without... Tripping over my words, that would be kind of nice. Here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Have you ever worked on something so hard that when you are just about done with it, your brain turns to mush? Just asking. Uh, Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got something you'd like to share, if you've got a praise report Or a prayer request. We're going to be doing some praying because little Easton is in the hospital again. Uh, But I also have good news. So it's good news, bad news. We'll get into that in a little bit. But we want you to be able to interact with us, connect with us. All you got to do is call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And let me tell you what that's like. That's like getting a pound of Mackinac Island fudge fresh from Mackinac Island, Michigan. You should be so lucky and live so long because then you will be... We lived for that. We went to Camp Tanuga, which is uh, in Upper Michigan, so my parents would visit. And then, we, you know, it was the parents' visit day because the camp was like eight weeks. So they knew what they were doing, right? Get rid of the kids for eight weeks. And the idea behind that is they would always bring Mackinac Island fudge. 
We were so happy to see our parents. We were so much happier to get the fudge. Don't get mad at me. That's how life was. Uh, You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not popcorn, but david at hemustincrease. Or is it corn pop? Not corn pop. But David at hemustincrease.org. Here's some news before we send you to the website. So a lot of stuff going on, kind of, I don't want to say all over the place, but there is a lot of news that be happening. So we had a company that we were going to move our pods to, and they bailed because they would only take 300 of 3,100. So that wasn't going to work, right? So immediately, by the grace of God, we found another company. And not only, and I mean by grace, because I looked up and was like, you know, you know, you've now, I know you've never done this, but you, I just went, really? <laughs> but that led directly within 60 seconds to this other company, and they're really doing good. And we're going to have that all scored away by the end of the week. And guess what? They have an app for Apple, and then we will be on an Apple app under their name. Uh, plus, they've got some other promo tools that they're going to throw our direction. It's just that the old company is very mad, and and I don't know. I don't know. what. So it'll take an extra day or two to get everything done. But, oh, it's lights out, liquid, beautiful, fantastic. So I'm excited. So get ready. But in the meantime, I, did, I made a workaround. So if you still want to listen to the pods, you can. If you miss a show, you can still listen to it. I found a way to uh, go under the grid, so to speak, so that we can have access to our shows that we put up there. You'll still be able to put them up. It's just not the normal way, but it is through the app, through the uh, radio station, through the website. You'll be able to access all the apps, but just be patient until we get the brand new frame on there. Okay? Just that simple. So right now you're understanding pod crazy because that's what we're going through. And then also, don't forget to uh, give uh, on the website because we've got 10 days for the radio rent. We can do it. We're strong. We believe it. We believe the Lord is with us. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> That's the one I think that Annika said is an arrow that hits something and then it's like going. Is that right? I think it's a trombone or something. Okay. <laughs> we'll just keep guessing until we. We'll never get it right. It doesn't matter. All right, we're going to go to prayer first. We'll pray for Ukraine. We'll pray for Easton later in the show, as well as the audience, as well as church follow-up. We're going to do that, too. We're going to pray for that. But uh, let's pray for Ukraine right now. Father, we come before you right now, and I don't know everything that's going on. We've already uh, acknowledged that before you, but I'm, I'm much more concerned that it will escalate into something that's ugly. So please, by your grace, it's already ugly, Lord, but please, by your grace, bring peace to this situation where uh, mankind and his own infinite stupidity has that ability to just blow up the planet. Please have mercy on us as a people. Have mercy on the people at Ukraine and let the people who are in leadership stop and follow under the fear of the Lord. That's what we pray. We pray that you would step in and show your hand. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, so we're going to get into the teaching. We've got a lot of prayer to do on the show today, so just be prepared for that. 
uh, like so pray for Easton and the audience and church follow-up because a lot of churches had a lot of people come forward and we just want to pray that when when that happens you don't want the church to go oh well we're done it's like yeah no <laughs> it's like uh it's a matter of continuing that process but in the meantime let's get into first peter chapter 2 verse 1 it says this always cheery on monday isn't it uh, rid yourself, therefore, of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. And slander, Like newborn infants, crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation since you have tasted that the Lord is good. So in this passage, Paul or Peter doesn't uh, do what Paul does because Paul goes into much deeper theological aspects. The writer of Hebrew does that same thing. Peter, as you know, is a little bit more of a fisherman guy. So his, his faith is more uh, the norm guy kind of mentality. And he's like, get rid of it. It's like, it's not even, what is that? Get rid of it. You know what? Get rid of that. Lose that. That's how you think. And you think, well, lose what? Here's the thing. In this case, he's talking about malice deceit, hypocrisy, and envy. You should know not to envy. I mean, covetousness is not something that, that is new to anybody. Hypocrisy is something that was on full display when Jesus was confronting the Pharisees, how they were so much greater hypocrites in what they tried to say and do but have no connection to. They tried to prove by their outward selves they were just fantastic people. That's a lie. In fact, I think it's a lot better if you just tell people, you know, instead of saying, I'm a Christian, I never do anything wrong, is I'm a Christian, I'm a mess, but I'm God's mess. I just think that's a better way to be about it. It's more honest. Anyway, the other part about that is deceit. Uh, that deceit is not just amongst the world, but amongst one another. So if you go into church and somebody says, how you doing? And your wife left you or your dog died, or you lost your job, don't get, go say, I'm doing terrific, if you're not doing terrific. Okay? Don't tell people, I'm hurting. That's called being honest. And then it says, you know, get rid of malice, speaking evil about people. It's easy to cut down other people. But remember, God hears every word that we have to say. None of that is what I want to concentrate on. <laughs> I want to concentrate on what he said. He said, get rid of it. It means two things clearly. We can do these things. But we don't have to do these things. That's the two things it means. It means that we can be people who operate in malice. We can be people who operate in deceit. We can be people who are full of hypocrisy. Look, I, I, I'm way arrogant, way stupid, and and way uh, overly smart. All at the same. It's like all the same. I know I'm a mess. Why would you not just say that? Why would you not just go, yep, that's me. I'm, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Don't be a hypocrite. I'm so righteous. I'm righteous by the blood of Jesus. And, and as David said, I have no goodness that extends beyond thee. All of our goodness comes from the Lord. All right, just that's true. Okay, yeah, let's acknowledge it. But what Peter is saying is you can do these things. You can have envy in your heart. Oh, look, they have such a great marriage. Oh, look, they have so much money. Oh, they never have any problems, which, by the way, is never true. Okay, just so we can say that, the grass is never greener on the other side because every side is the other side. So just stop that. But he's, he's saying, you can get rid of these things. We can do these things, but we don't have to. And that's what Peter said. You don't have to do that. And then he's going to answer as to why we shouldn't do that in the next verse. But he's saying, you don't, got to, you don't have to. You're not bound by that stuff. Don't do it. Get rid of it. Okay, take our break and come back. 
You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, right. this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where it's Funday Monday, and that's how we look at it. Here is your first trivia question. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Were these the words of a father whose son needed to be healed? or a Pharisee who asked Jesus about the kingdom of heaven? 
Were these the words of a father or a Pharisee? I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Father or Pharisee? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. Let's do our DNA. Every day is a necessary day for DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day, spend some time with the Lord. I don't care. One minute, two minutes, 10 minutes, 50 minutes, 30 minutes, four hours. Doesn't matter. Spend some time with the Lord. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say ever. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means other people are at the forefront of our minds as well as our sensitivity to the Lord. That way we can be a vessel of his grace, mercy, and love, which is a rather important element. All right, again, the trivia question. You'll have this opportunity, and then we're going to go into prayer, and then we'll go back to the teaching. I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief, were these words the words of a father whose son needed to be healed or a Pharisee who asked Jesus about the kingdom of heaven? I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Was that a father or a Pharisee? A father or a Pharisee? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. As well, you can text in 214-210-8483. Let's pray for the churches that had lots of work going on this weekend and did lots of stuff to help people know or come to know Jesus Christ or return to Jesus Christ. I just want to pray for their follow-up. I think that's kind of a good idea. So let's do that. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you and praise you for everything that's going on. And what a massively excellent day. The kingdom of God had people added to it from all over the world. The difficulty, Lord, that we know is coming, and this is why we're praying kind of in a support position, is that these churches, these ministries that brought this together, they need to do the follow-up so that the people aren't just left hanging. And we pray that you would put that on their hearts and that you would help them do that follow-up. Holy Spirit, we're asking you to move upon the leadership to make sure that the people who hear the word that responded to it aren't blindsided by the enemy. Like, make sure that there's protection and instruction and watch over those new brothers and sisters that we have gained. Our family grew yesterday, and we ask you to protect the new children in that position. They're most vulnerable in that early time, and we ask you to protect them and put your arms around them and let the leadership of these churches that ministered be aware and reach out and protect and help and guide and watch over these young ones in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so I just think that's a good idea. I mean, you might be thinking, well, why? It's like, believe me, once you've done all this stuff on Easter, because I've I've pastored a church, that next day is so tiring, and yet there's a lull between those who have made a decision and what happens. That's why, okay? Some churches do a pretty good job and respond to it right away, and some try to follow up later on. We just don't want to have anybody caught up in that. All right, last uh, tri- or not the last repeat of the trivia question. Uh, I do believe help me overcome my unbelief. Were those the, those the words of a father or a Pharisee? A father or a Pharisee? I don't know why I high tuned the father. I should have went a father or a Pharisee. That'd have been better. 
972 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. And then David at he must increase.org. It's a good thing I don't have any energy today. He does, so it's telling Captain Chris, 24 hours of writing between Friday and Sunday afternoon. 24 hours. Ask me a question. I don't know. That's my answer. Okay? All right. Here we go. That's all I'm going to say. And then what did I tell you? I was just telling Captain Chris, too. They added, like, 35 pages to the defense process. I'm like, what? Okay. That's all right. We'll just smile. Uh, Back to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Rid yourself, therefore, of all malice, uh, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. So get rid, rid yourself of that. Get rid of that. That's what he's saying. He's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to guilt anybody. He's like, don't do that. And then he says this in verse two: like newborn infants crave pure spiritual milk, pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. <laughs> this is you have to love Peter. This is a part of it. So he's like. In one spot in Hebrews, the the author is like, you guys, you never do anything but eat milk, right? And drink milk. You never do anything to, to get past it. In this text, different situation, Peter's like, hey, I mean, drink that milk. Get, grow, you know, get those things. Like when kids have good nutrients and drink milk and so on and so forth, they grow. They develop their bones. They become strong. I just like how he says it. He says, you know, like newborn infants crave pure spiritual milk so that you can grow up in your salvation. So as a Jewish guy, I read this and I think that that line right there, that last part of that line, that's what my mom and dad would have emphasized. I'm just telling you. And remember, Peter, he's Jewish. He's a fisherman. He knows what's going on. And he's like, yeah, you know, you should really have some more milk and you should really crave that because you need to grow up in your salvation. Has anybody ever told you grow up? You ever heard that phrase? Has anybody said that to you? People have said that to me all my life. They say it to me now, let alone earlier in life. And that's because sometimes Christians become Christians and they stay infants in their thinking and their processing, which again, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. There's a part of us that needs to recognize, hey, you got to grow up a little. You can't just be babied the whole time in your Christian faith. And I know that God is a God of comfort. Don't misunderstand. And I know that the pain is real that people go through when they have uh, relationship problems, financial problems, physical problems. Believe me, I know all of those, but I know the the physical part (laughs) really well. Since uh, in about three days, it'll be six months prior that I had my second surgery, right? And it's been a life changer. So I know that. But there's still a part of me and it's still a part of you that recognizes that by the power and the wisdom and the teaching of the Lord, you got to grow up. You're born again, but you can't stay a baby, baby. I mean, you got to like move it up a little. You got to step it up. You got to take in the nutrients that are healthy for you to help your bones become stronger, to help you be able to function, walk, talk, do things. And so we have to sometimes remember, hey, you got to grow up a little in the salvation. Now, what's, pro- what's problematic is when you do go through a trial, it's hard. 
Nobody's talking about that it's not hard. But what we are talking about is that there's this process we, we have to mature. Now, you guys, you are most of you are very diligent and faithful followers of Jesus Christ. And when you go through a trial, you know it's a drag and it's hard. But you know the reality check is in you. You know God's going to work it out for good. Then act that way. Don't act like God has forgotten you when you know he hasn't forgotten you. Do, you know what kids do? Well, I'm just going to use a little focus on the family since we... Uh, Dr. Dobson says the greatest thing in the world for parents to do when they're walking in a mall and their kid falls down on the floor and has fits. You ever, had, you ever seen that where kids in the middle of a mall are walking with parents and then they drop down and they go, nee! You know what Dr. Dobson said to do? Walk away from the child and go, some parents, and then just keep walking. And you think, oh, my goodness, that's so mean. No, it's not. At some point, you got to just go, that's enough. And you can't sit there like that like that young child and sit there before the Lord and go, when you know he's going to take care of it. You know he's going to handle it. You just don't want to go through it, which I appreciate, but it's part of his plan. So you can surrender to it and submit to it. Welcome to post-Easter day one, right? Dave, aren't you supposed to make us feel good? No, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to help you push closer to the Lord. And sometimes sitting there and crying and wallowing and throwing a fit is just uncalled for because you're a more mature, more faithful, diligent believer than that. Okay, act that way. People are like, that's so mean. No, it's not. It's what your big brother would tell you. Any big brother would say to his younger sister or younger brother, hey, toughen up. <laughs> Stop that. Right? You know who you're the victim of? Mostly yourself. So stop complaining. What's this enough? Nobody forced you to lie. Just remember that. <laughs> nobody, nobody came and said, if you don't lie, I'm going to saw your foot off. Nobody said that to you. Most of this stuff is self-inflicted. Okay. All right. To a trivia question? Okay. I'm going to roll. This is fun day Monday. Yeah, well, maybe not. All right. Anyway, <laughs> this might be drum day Monday. Uh, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. These were the words of a father or either a father whose son was about to be healed or a Pharisee who asked Jesus about the kingdom of heaven. Of course, the words were from a father, a dad, who was uh, longing for his child to be well. And the bottom line is he had some belief. He didn't have all the belief he needed. He knew it, and he didn't say, boo-hoo, he said, help me. I need more. And most of us should be praying that. Okay, we are going to take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus and she was sitting next to a guy and she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thank you. Going further down, she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, me, mister, she goes, are are you Jewish? He goes, no, uh, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down, and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. 